Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning into our show today and also thanking those who might be listening on the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. We thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of the Best of Times Radio Hour. In just a few minutes, we're going to evaluate if you are prepared to fight your insurance company after a disaster has occurred. So stay to the show for some very, very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, February the 26th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel and 101.7 FM, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the March issue of the Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations beginning on March the 1st. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy, a printed copy of one of our 270 distribution locations, you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour, and you can now view the 2022 edition of Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory beginning on our website beginning on March the 1st. Speaking of Silver Pages, yes, it will be released to the public on March the 1st and also at its debut at a Senior Health Expo on Saturday, March the 5th at Centerwell Senior Primary Care Center located at 2900 East Texas Street in Bossier City. Of course, this is our most popular publication used by seniors, boomers, and their family members, and of course, many, many others to find needed services, products, and of course, lots of information. As I mentioned, it will be also available at our 270 distribution locations, along with our March issue of The Best of Times, which you can always view and download it from our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com, in addition to The Best of Times app and The Silver Pages app. Speaking of our Senior Health Expo, which is sponsored by Centerwell Senior Primary Care, and the best of times that will take place on Saturday, March the 5th from 8.30 a.m. to 12 noon at their Centerwell location at 2900 East Texas Street in Bossier City. Of course, free admission, free parking, flu and pneumonia vaccines will be available at no cost. Light refreshments and snacks, resource information and giveaways will be offered by the many, many exhibitors. There will also be medical information presentation and free tours of Centerwell Center will take place. Attendees will be able to pick up their free copy of the new 2022 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory during the expo. Also, you'll be able to register for a grand door prize of a large screen smart television. You can also register for the many, many other door prize drawings, but you must be present to win any of our door prizes. In addition, the first 100 attendees who attend our expo will receive a $10 grocery gift certificate. So come early and be one of those first 400 that will be attending. 
In addition, you can join me during the live broadcast of the Best of Times Radio Hour beginning at 9 a.m. during this Health Expo. Pick up the March issue of the Best of Times for more information. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Kiel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Averston and Country at Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Standing Country with Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Mr. Chip Merlin, an attorney with the Merlin Law Group, and he's coming on my show to discuss a very interesting topic. Are you prepared to fight your insurance company after a disaster. So thank you, Chip, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Hey, it's really great to be with you today. Well, I'm impressed that uh, we found out about you because I think many people throughout the the United States, and especially in Louisiana and East Texas where I'm broadcasting from, but people listen to my show throughout the United States, but when when I got your information, I said, you know, this is a topic that's never been discussed in the 20 something years that I've done this radio show, and you can definitely help people of all ages, but I would say you'd be helping a lot of seniors and boomers out there because we tend to just roll over when disaster happens and whenever the insurance company says, you know, sign the dotted line, you'll be taken care of, right? You know, a lot of people do that, and I, I often say that you're, um, people are surprised when I say this. I said, no, most people don't want to have a fight with their insurance company. They'd rather get paid and paid fully and then move on. And then the question is, you know, if you disagree with the insurance company, you know, what do you do? And most people, frankly, are afraid to call an attorney or try to seek out for professional help for one reason or another. Um, and, and so the insurance companies actually call this breakage so that when they do offer, you know, a, a, make settlement offers, if they do certain things, say there's not coverage, the vast majority of the time, people don't follow back up with it, and it's one reason why some of the problems perpetuate themselves. Now, I talk about that in my, my book, Pay Up, Preventing a Disaster with Your Own Insurance Company, and the very first people say, well, Chip, what what should you do? What can we yeah. do? You know, and, this is, and before the loss, what you can do is get the best insurance agent you can find, and that's not necessarily your friend, not necessarily the person that's uh, that you know at the country club or you know, down at the barber shop or anything like that. You just know that person because insurance agents are different. And what you want to find with an insurance agent is one who's passionate about what they do, respected in their field, an educator, one who's really into being a great insurance agent because that person typically has an interest and knows how to go about getting his or her clients with the very best insurance companies and with the best coverage that you can afford. And they also typically keep longer relationships and as people get older we typically uh, become more affluent we have different issues that might you know come up some people have a second house somewhere we have more than one car as the kids grow up or or what what about their property what about their risks you know are they properly being insured are they an extension of us all these kind of questions so that if somebody gets to know your lifestyle and how to properly insure the risk that you face and that's true for a person or even a business is it it grows and changes as well too so the very first tip 
I tell people, and I talk about it in the book, is go find yourself a great insurance agent. Look for somebody on the Internet that might be the president of the you know, local you know, insurance agents association. And, you know, there's all easy ways to find those people that are out there that distinguish themselves from the you know, regular run-of-the-mill insurance agents that might be just trying to sell a product promising for people to get, oh, I can get you a better price. <laughs> the thing is that is that you're right. It's at, you know it's, you go downtown to the store, and I guarantee you, I could find an apple for you that might be cheaper than the next apple. <laughs> it might not be as good. It might be really rotten. But I can sell it to you real cheap. And people, I think, don't quite understand because nobody reads their insurance policy. None of us do. It would be impossible for all the insurance you get. If you read every single insurance every single year when they send you that paperwork, most people just never do it. And even if you tried, most people don't fully understand it. And that's why it's so important to have a great insurance agent that's getting you great coverage for the best, you know, best price you can find and one a price that's affordable for you. Well, Chilt, let me ask you a follow-up. So that that, that that's critical. I mean, I, I've seen it that your agent represents you in dealing with corporate, you know, adjusters and the and the, the the big company. That's that's going to be adjusting those. They, they they're the ones that are uh, are going to administer it, but they also want to have their their clients uh, at ease that they got them what they deserved. That's correct. Absolutely. I mean, it's especially independent agents, and I talk about that, you know, in my book that uh, are uh, have certifications, and you look for all these little letters after their name, um, <laughs> as well as they might be affiliated, you know, with um, uh, um, various types of insurance agency trade organizations that have higher standards of conduct, as well as training that go along. So you can find those agents out there, and, you know, if you find a trusted choice independent agent, you know that that's often a great agent to go to. I don't get paid anything to, to say to say that, but you know, it, 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 who why, who would want to go find a doctor that's not the best doctor in the world if that doctor's going to perform brain surgery on you, or would you just rather have an okay doctor? Okay, and there's even insurance companies that make fun of that type of the, of, of information, you know, out in the marketplace today. But it's the same for insurance agents as well. You'll want a great insurance agent because that one will be there get the first, the type of coverage you need. And then typically those agents are the first people that are dealing with the insurance company right after the loss. And right. that agent will be there to provide you advice as well to say, you know, that's not right. Let me make a phone call. You know, before you might have to get a different type of a person, such as an attorney, uh, public adjuster, or other type of professional help, you know, to help you after you, after you have the loss. But if you have the right coverage to begin with and you have a great agent, usually it makes things quite a bit easier when that loss does happen. And and I will tell you, being a senior now at 71 in many years, I, there's there's a gnomer there. And if, if in my neck of the woods is your, your person is supposed to take care of you, that individual lady or gentleman that's been your agent. But I have various seniors out there that feel they think that if they pester him or they call him about a minor claim or even a major claim, that it's going to be used against him by both the broker as well as the insurance company. And my rates are going to go up 50% next year because I, I called in this claim. But, you know, I tell individuals, you have that right. That's what insurance is about. You, you, you took that risk. 
you by some circumstance, the hurricane, the tornado, the fire happened, it happened, right? They shouldn't be scared to call their agent to file a claim in anticipation of being canceled or, in, you know, being uh, rate increased by exorbitant amount. But there are a lot out there that do that. It happens all the time. And, uh, I mean, you, people buy insurance and it should work for you when you have a claim and not to be afraid, um, you know, of cancellations and things like that. And it would take sometimes, <laughs> you know, 50 years, a lifetime to make up for not making a claim, you know, versus what the small increase in the premium might be or the risk of, of changing, you know, to having to change to a different insurance policy for a period of time. You know, and I sometimes, unfortunately, there's some agents that are not so good. And I just yesterday had a condominium association contact me and ask, I asked them, why didn't you tell your insurance agent about you having this huge loss after the hurricane? Why did you wait so long? And they told me that their agent was trying to ask us, was it really worth it or not? Because, you know, the premiums might <laughs> go up and they might have to switch insurance companies afterwards. And I said to them, I said, and so now two years later, right after you finally first give them notice, we're going to have a lot of legal problems because you didn't make the claim and your the roofs and the siding are now leaking very, very bad, but you never made a claim at the time. So there's also penalties that might happen to the individual by Excellent. not making a claim. And most people, especially seniors, are not climbing up on ladders, going up on top <laughs> of the roof, taking a look at everything to see whether or not the roof's damaged. And even if they did climb up there, they don't know exactly know what they're looking for, you know, in terms of what exactly does a, you know, what wind damage to a roof look like, especially if it's not completely torn up, but it's, you know, damaged enough that over a period of time, the leaks are going to come not... 15 years later, but just a year or two later. So, you know, it's, it's a very technical, you know, issue. And it's talked a lot about, you know, today, um, a lot of insurance commissioners have actually come out regarding late notice and not providing notice right away because most people don't start making claims until they're, the water's literally pull, pouring through their roof. <laughs> and so for hail damage claims, windstorm claims that happen during a hurricane, sometimes, you know, the roof and the building make it through, but they're damaged and the actual leaks don't start till a later period of time. You know, it's it's that late reporting for one reason or another that come back and harm the policyholders really bad. So the main thing is to to make certain that we are making um, those those uh claims right away and not to be afraid to make those claims right away. Uh, one other comment I want you to comment on this one is there, there's there's the scenario when a particular disaster, we're going to talk about disasters, let's say it's hurricane, this area, a tornado goes through a certain section of town that the, the, the neighbors and everybody will come out, I mean it's happened to me, uh, and start talking about, you know, they're getting ready to file a claim and you hear all these rumors. There's so many insurance companies and they'll say I, I've been there done that oh I'm not going to call this in because I have a high deductible and, and I'm telling them did you do you really know you had a high deductible or you just because Mrs. Jones said she has a high deductible you think you have one and it, it's happened to me before where everybody thought they're not going to file because they have a 25000 or $50,000 deductible on that particular type of uh, a disaster have you heard of those particular scenarios? Yeah, I, I've heard I've heard of people being afraid because they're afraid that the loss might not be above the deductible. You know, the and I've heard of people 
being afraid just to make the claim. If I make the claim, the insurance company's going to cancel me, and then I won't be with insurance at all. And then you're stuck with a huge bill later on, you know, or bigger repair bills that will inevitably come down. You know, and there are truly, in some instances, large deductibles. It's not uncommon today for a hurricane. Um, and by law, most states, they can have a deductible up to, if they disclose it properly, 5%. And five percent, right. you know, a nickel doesn't sound a lot, but if you've got a home that might be insured for a half million dollars, that's twenty five thousand dollars. Right. And so, where does twenty five thousand dollars come from? Senior citizens who might be just scrimping on savings and things like that. Yet that's what the deductible is. I think you know what I tell people. Everybody, like, have somebody check out. If you've gone through a hurricane, you really need to check out your home to make certain that everything got through the hurricane right away. Most people don't know because they're not scientists, not in the building construction business. They're not used to evaluating what wind damage looks to a structure. You know, and, and let's face it, you know, in the uh, in Louisiana and the eastern you know part of Texas, we've had some really strong hurricanes over the past several years. And um, they've done a, a heck of a lot of damage there. Most people don't know exactly what to look for out there. And Later on, again, if the leaks do start, if now you have to do big repairs, it's too late to come back later, you know, and ask about that. Um, there's even some companies where people do have, and this is interesting, there's even some companies that have just recently been formed that will actually finance people on the payment of those larger deductibles. So they don't hmm. have to be afraid that they have to come up with it all right away, but can pay off that that example, like I gave that $25,000 deductible over a number of years, you know, just to help, you know, just just because right. of that concern that you just talked about. So, again, there's a number of ways, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to take care of it. But the, don't be, being afraid is what the insurance companies, I hate to say, would just love to hear because then they don't have to pay on losses that, that really did happen. And sometimes that you don't know what it what the damage is going to be worth. And these individuals in this particular area, they you know, they had some um, shingles pulled off. They had other damages, and and you know you, you're making a quick assumption. But but I want to follow up one more thing: is you need to verify if somebody says uh, you don't have your policy, possibly you can't find it. It may be online somewhere, but you need to verify what your deductible is and if the insurance company industry says we don't think the adjuster maybe the broker probably going to know the, your agent but when you get that corporate person out of chicago wherever they're calling and they said you know sir i don't you know you, you we don't think you you uh we, we know that you have a high we think you have a, we think they always say that we think you have a high deductible so therefore are you going to are you going to continue this and you know don't you tell them your your clients to verify that because it's happened in the scenario well, that an individual actually had bought a rider for a hurricane and high wind damage, which brought his twenty five thousand dollar deductible to a thousand dollars. But according to the corporate person, they didn't look at his policy and they just made that blanket statement because very few people get that rider. And uh, right, that's a great that's a great point. And you know the agent. The actual agent who sold the writer to, you know, the policyholder would know that. So, again, you know, getting that great agent and having a good relationship even after the loss with the agent is really important. Your insurance agent will know right. what the deductible is and what the coverages you bought. And checking with them 
to begin with, regardless what the insurance company adjuster may say, is extraordinarily important. Sometimes those adjusters, you know, come and go. Uh, they might be just talking about what the general policy language says versus mm-hmm. the writers, the endorsements that get sold and, and materially change the policy. Um, there was a hurricane in uh, Superstorm Sandy up in New Jersey. We were representing a condominium association. They had nearly a $2 million deductible after the hurricane, but they had the foresight to buy what's called deductible buy-down insurance. And as a result of that, that $2 million was covered under a special policy by Lloyd's of London, wow. and, you know, which was just fantastic. Their total deductible was only $25,000. It's a really significant loss up there. So, yes, um, there are... Uh, instances where unfortunately the people with the insurance company are, and I would hate, I've just, I'll give the people the benefit of the doubt are just ignorant versus trying to lie to somebody, um, but you should always verify uh, exactly what, what the benefits are that you have under the policy and especially the deductibles. It's a great point. Okay, we'll be right back. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But our work from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Denning Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and a Bears County Country Rush Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Galigas, and I do thank you for taking time and listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Mr. Chip Merlin, with an attorney with Merlin Law Group, and he's discussing an interesting topic of are you prepared to fight your insurance company after disaster? So thank you, Chip, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Hey, it's great to be here with you. Well, we've co- we've covered some very important topics and, and, and recommendations. Wow, this is this is fantastic. I hope more and more of my listeners will, will remedy that. Tell, tell them how they can get a hold of you. And you, you mentioned to me earlier you you have an office in uh, Louisiana. Is that right? Yeah, we have we have we have offices in uh, in New Orleans in Louisiana with attorneys, and also in Houston, uh, Texas. Our offices national. I'm a, I'm licensed in 11 different states, uh, but we have over 40 attorneys that just specialize in doing insurance coverage disputes for only policyholders. We don't represent the insurance companies. And uh, anytime you have a, your own insurance policy, whether it be a business um, or an individual policy, and the insurance company's not treating you right, we try to help policyholders. We're known as the policyholders' advocate. I had the fortune after Hurricane Katrina to even represent the uh, Port, of Nor- uh, Port of New Orleans in uh, their $130 million, which we eventually recovered. You know, in insurance recovery, where the insurance company, but when we were retained, was only paying $25 million. Um, the area is certainly great. Unfortunately, you know, as I said, it seems to be over the last, uh, what, 15 years, you know, starting off with uh, Hurricane Ike, you know, and then going through the number of major hurricanes that have hit Texas and, you know, uh, Louisiana and and Florida. Yeah, I mean, you talk about it, Katrina and everywhere else, you know, we could just keep Hurricane Rita, Hurricane Katrina, you know. Laura, Ida, it just, you know, it, the, the whole area of uh, where you're at. And right. where you're, you know, well, we are 300. suffered a lot. 
Chip, we are 360 miles west Shreveport, the northern northwest part of the state. And a few right. years ago, I can't remember which, I think it was 2019 or 18, we had a Category 1 classified hurricane reach us from here, from Lake Charles area. It moved all the way up and continued having those 75 to 190 miles an hour winds that went through and caused a lot of damage in, in our neck right. of the woods up here. But uh, So let's continue on. Uh, what are other... Uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes people do when they after a disaster? Uh, we've already touched on one, and that's uh, not providing notice to the insurance company, usually because they're afraid to make a claim or of the deductible, or they don't know the extent of damage, and they almost don't want to know. And as a result, you know, don't make a claim. The second is not fully trying to find out what all their benefits are under the insurance policy, and that's when. It's only after the the loss happens, something bad, a catastrophe happens, people pull out their insurance policy and now try to read it, <laughs> try to figure out you know what all the coverages or, are, or and, find and, it, Chip. I, I would I would uh, find well, them. I would make it, a best out there, my listeners. I bet you ninety percent of them do not know where the policy is located if they printed it, and most of the times these insurance companies they they do it electronically now, and they say you know download this file and print it for your own self, right? And actually, it's it's good that now it's available electronically because almost everybody loses the paper when they have. <laughs> so I, I would suggest that technology does have some benefits. But then, you know, we're representing about twenty five, thirty people for some fires up in Colorado, and everything burned up. And that does, that's just not you know all the paperwork. That's their computers, and so there's usually a difficulty in even getting the insurance you know, afterwards, but getting that policy and then trying to read through it, which I tell everybody, you just need to do. And then, again, ask your agent, what coverages do I have that are going to cover me? What's the first, you know, things I need to do? But getting that notice to the insurance company so that you get in line for those adjusters going to come out and take care of the claim is really important. After a major disaster, there's usually not enough insurance adjusters to go around. And so the people that call earliest are the ones that have the first adjusters come out. You start getting some payments, start getting some money. You can start putting your life together, you know, again. And so the speed of doing that is, is really important, knowing what the coverages are when the adjuster comes out. Now, the thing that I always tell everybody, depending upon how much damage you've had, if you've had significant, significant damage, whether your house is burned down or you've had floodwaters come through and your house is come you're really destroyed bad. The more severe damage, the more you've got to be concerned for your own safety. You're walking into a home or a structure that's had fire damage with all kinds of carcinogenic debris is a dangerous, very dangerous thing. Most of the firefighters today know how dangerous it is, and they have all kinds of precautions that they have to go to, even when taking off their suits and stuff like that, mm. so they're not breathing in this <laughs> dangerous soot, ash, and and, and you know smoke residue that can hurt you for um, for an area, especially for a hurricane area that's had major damage. We've had everything from you know snakes and alligators and some areas Ooh. that are in the home, but you know for the there's all kinds of debris that's usually there. So you have to be really careful about that as well. Take care of your own safety. I always tell people then if you're safe and taking care of that. Start taking as many videotape pictures as you can. Most people have cell phones. And if you oh, have yeah. power to your cell phone, you can take as many photographs. You can never take too many photographs of all the damage. You can't take too many videos of all the damage. And not just to your own structure, 
but in, in the neighborhood as well. What it sends to the insurance company is verification of how much damage is done to the home and to your surrounding areas as well. It's not just yours, everybody around, so that they get an idea that, boy, this is a really, this is really, really significant or how big is the damage, and things will change because you want to pick things up. Every, the evidence of how bad it was right away is, is gonna, it's going to change, and hopefully that's because you're going through a recovery where the debris is being picked up and all that kind of stuff is being removed, and you want to try to have some portrayal of that to help the field adjuster who might not get out there for two or three weeks. Sometimes, you know, we talk about days, but after a major catastrophe, it could be weeks before people get out there. So I tell people, everybody's got a cell phone today. Everybody's got a cell phone that takes video and photographs. You can't take too many photographs and video of all the damage. But I'm um, glad you brought up Watch Your Safety because uh, I know of an individual that had a disaster, and the individual was told by the adjuster coordinator, whatever that's called, said, Sir, would you mind going and taking pictures uh, throughout your house? And my friend did that, but fell through a particular weak area of the house where he went upstairs and and, and had medical de- issues dead, you know? Yeah, I I think I, that know, was the stupidest thing. Why did you agree to them? Well, they were going to, you know, they were going to give me initial money based upon what they saw and et cetera, et cetera. I says, you know, I think you could take well, it from before, not up close and personal, right? You didn't worry well, about his it, safety. It, it, if you can, you know, if you can, but you, going into a structure is that's been significantly damaged, and you don't know everything that's happened to it is a risky thing. Many oh yes. Times. And, and and we've had cases, some of our biggest, you know, I write about this book, I write about this in my book, Pay Up. Um, a, a lady came to, to come see us, and she, she was trying to get a $25,000 supplemental payment that was owed by her insurance company. Now, I won't go who the insurance company was, and I was asking my attorney, well, you know, it's not a real big lawsuit, but so what happened? Well, she went out there and had to go through her entire home counting all the damaged articles that were out there, completely, you know, charred up. And this is after a fire damage. She said, how long did it take her to do? Seven months. And so we have pictures of her out there. And did anybody tell her about how dangerous it is to be just sitting in this (laughs) soot and ash with all this, I mean, really cancer-causing type thing. She's breathing it all in. And we have some photographs of her because other people were taking photographs. She had friends go out there to help her. That's and and it ended up, and we talk about it in the book because the insurance company wouldn't agree to a confidential settlement, but uh, we settled the case for over you know 1.2 million dollars because Colorado has some very strong consumer protection laws, you know, to keep insurance companies from delaying on the payment of claims and doing what they did like to her. So safety really is an important aspect that a lot of people just overlook and I'm glad you raised it it's especially important for seniors is like don't go climbing up on your roof if you've never climbed up on a roof and you don't know how to do it yes. <laughs> one of the most dangerous things in the world to go to possibly go do Chip we'll and, tell uh, some of our listeners that there's some of them have experienced it now even the insurance adjusters use drones they don't even climb on the roof anymore and you know yes. it's amazing I, when one came to my house he didn't even climb up. He brought his drone and started taking pictures throughout the area. Uh, I thought that's yeah. that's getting high tech, you know. Hey, 
Some insurance companies have stopped having their own adjusters claim on the roof because of OSHA regulations. Oh. They they consider it an unsafe work environment to have their own adjusters go up there, so they have um, specialty subcontractors that, you know, like Ladder Assist and these other companies that actually do that for them. Um, it, it's it's just not talked about, but it's one of the most dangerous things people could do to go climb up on your own roof to, you know, oh, yeah. and take a look at something because people fall off roofs more often than what you think and. When you fall, it's dangerous. So tell our listeners that some of the tactics the insurance companies employ to, to save on how much they pay on claims. Um, first thing, they don't tell you all the benefits that are available under your insurance policy. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, a classic example is after your home uh, is not livable and, and or should not be livable or it's damaged, you have a right to 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 maintain your lifestyle, and so under your additional living expense money, if you need to go rent a similarly sized home and not go to like the Motel Eight or the most cheapest place to go to, you have a right to maintain your lifestyle. And we've had people that have got second homes; they've done well in their life, and um, the second home gets destroyed, and the insurance company says, "Well, we don't have to." pay at your second home, you can still stay at your first one. And that's just not right. <laughs> it's to maintain your lifestyle that you had before, that you pay that, and the increased cost is whatever lifestyle it might be that you have uh, under additional living expenses. And uh, many people I definitely, don't and, talk and, about. And, and Chip, you might say another reason why is they may be doing construction work in your home and all that dust and fumes and painting and mainly the, the, the sheetrock and all that's going to be throughout your home and you're going to be breathing all that and you're going to probably get some kind of uh, health illness after it, right? Absolutely. And many people, again, don't think about that at all. And you, you as a matter of fact, even who you hire, you know, in terms, you don't get, it's not the cheapest contractor, the one that's going to let that dust and everything go all over the place, but <laughs> one that's going to segregate each room, make certain it doesn't get into your air ducts and everything else so that a year later you still have construction dust that's floating you know through your air conditioning system long after they're gone because the insurance company forced on you the cheapest of like three bids it, it doesn't work that way it's, it's you know what a reasonable contractor would do you know under the circumstances and that's also safeguarding you know the safety and making certain that everything's cleaned up afterwards so that you have a home that's new because most people buy replacement cost coverage you know, for the old that you used to have that got damaged. So what what should uh, my listeners out there, if they have a disaster, an insurance adjuster calls and says, we don't have an adjuster, won't be able to come out to see you within two or months or three months, but we'll make you an offer. You go take photos and uh, we'll send them to us and we'll determine what your, your benefits are. You know, especially in Louisiana as well as in uh, Texas, they have what are known as unfair claims practice uh, statutes and regulations that all insurance companies have to follow. And one of those is to, you know, expeditiously go out and investigate the claim and pay it. In Louisiana, insurance companies have 30 days to make payments uh, for the reasonable amount they estimate from the first time they're out there. Really? And not, I did not know that. So. Did not know that. Yeah, and, and the statutes in Louisiana are actually very strong. The insurance company fails to do that. Uh, the policyholder may be able to even have rights above what they should have done as a penalty for the insurance company not 
getting out there, not doing the estimate, and then not paying on time. So there's a lot of very valuable um, rights out there. I write a blog called the Property Insurance Law Blog every single day, and if anybody wanted to go to get more information, it's all written right there. We do that just for the benefit of education for people, but and you can search it for Louisiana legal rights, and it'll, it'll pop up talking about all these, but Louisiana is a very strong pro-consumer, pro-policyholder state that has laws that you know, penalize insurance companies if they fail to make payments on time uh, and reporting things to the Department of Insurance, whether it be in Louisiana or in Texas, would be very, very important to go do. Uh, the insurance commissioner's office, most people don't know this, insurance commissioners have regulators who want to regulate. They actually want to help out and call, and they will call to the insurance company managers, why aren't you taking care of this? And insurance companies don't like that. They really <laughs> do not like regulators calling about that. No. And so sometimes I suggest in the book, you know, one of the first things is you're getting, if your agent can't help you get them out there, and the next thing is sometimes call the insurance commissioner, you also consider, you know, getting maybe your own help. And that is, you know, they're actually uh, uh, types of adjusters called public adjusters to help the policyholder. And I talk about that in the book in the well as well and who, you know, you should hire the public adjuster because <laughs> Just like insurance agents, there's good public adjusters and there are not so good public adjusters. And you want to find those that are uh, leaders in the field, passionate, that also aren't taking on too many claims so that they can quickly take care of you as well. Awesome. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers Tenant Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Standing Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is Mr. Chip Merlin, who is an attorney with Merlin Law Group, and he's discussing an interesting topic. Are you prepared to fight your insurance company after a disaster? So thank you, Chip, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Well, it's great to be here with you today. So, it really is, and it's a pleasure to talk to your listeners who are in an area where I know people have had a, a lot of catastrophes and problems they face with their with their insurance company. Yeah, and, you know, we have to help everybody. I mean, disaster is, is, is a disaster, but at the aftermath and, and getting it through uh, to bring back your family to, to, to back to norm is sometimes it takes weeks, months, and years to get back to that scenario. And, and I'll mention, I'll give you a quick plug. His, his firm specializes in uh, representing policyholders in disputes with insurance companies in, in Louisiana and Texas and throughout the United States at the MerlinLawGroup.com, www.MerlinLawGroup.com. So in continuing our, our discussion, I thought an interesting one is, uh, should a homeowner take the advice of the adjuster like, should, should you bring your own contractor when the adjuster comes to evaluate your significant damage to your home or your garage or even your car? I mean, they're going to bring if an adjuster. The con- yeah, if, if you pick the contractor, one that, that you trust and knows going to do good for you, and there's 
absolutely that uh, contractor should be there uh, to discuss the work that needs to be done and for everything to get fixed, and they're supposed to discuss that with the adjuster. As a matter of fact, many insurance commissioners have you know, sent out bulletins indicating that insurance company adjusters should discuss what the work is that needs to get done, the cost, the pricing, you know, for it all, the methodology, not to settle the claim, but so that, that, that the insurance adjuster for the insurance company has a duty to fully evaluate the amount of the loss. In order to do that, sometimes the very best person to speak to is the contractor who's going to perform the work. So, okay. yep. um, absolutely, uh, I, I always give advice. If you've picked up that contract, you know who it is. That contractor can be there to explain all those questions to the insurance company adjuster. And, again, it's not to settle the claim. It's not what all your benefits are, but so that the adjuster for the insurance company can fully understand and, the, and that person knows what to expect the, uh, the, the bills to be. Well, let me give you a quick, ask a quick question, because I know thousands of my listeners out there are going to want to know the answer. So you have a disaster, and the adjuster comes and evaluates your home, car, whatever thing out of the disaster, and the adjuster makes the statement, ma'am, would you like me to recommend some professionals to take care of this particular problem? Or, as you said, do they bring, they often, I will say it happened to me, they brought an own roofing independent adjuster with the adjuster. I thought that was like unethical. But they brought a company I did not know about, and they surprised me, and they said, this company can handle it beginning tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, um, I yeah, thought that it, was a little it, unethical. I told the guy, he like, he said, he looked right at me. I think that also caused me to have a very low evaluation based upon that comment well you've got to think what's the insurance company what's the insurance company's rationale for this and i know some insurance companies say oh we're just trying to do a service for our customer by having somebody ready to go usually there's all kinds of people out there that are ready to go to help fix whatever the problem might be um and in today's age it's easy even to find remediation companies uh surf pro and everybody they have on television, you see, if you have a disaster, you know, give us a phone call. We'll be out there lickety-split to at least stop and remediate whatever damage you've got before you do the full reconstruction. But there's a big issue in the insurance industry right now with insurance companies trying to control their costs and pay less uh, by having their own what they call preferred vendors, which are really uh, construction companies out there doing the work pursuant to what the insurance company is sort of demanding them to do. And people have to be aware of that. There's all kinds of um, long-standing relationships between the contractor and the insurance company, not between the policyholder and them. If you think about even normal construction, many people have to have their own representative, an architect, you know, and as well as a, a design person, an engineer, who then oversees the contractor's work and approves it. Because most people don't know how to build things. They're not contractors. They're not construction people. They don't know exactly whether or not this is the proper uh, methodology or if they're doing the specifications properly, putting the right materials on that you'd be entitled to. You know, it takes a real pro to do that. The insurance company, by having their own contractor doing that, you know, is really placing that them 
you know, with it, without having any oversight then of what right. there's no policyholder oversight. The oversight's fully for the insurance company on that. So most of the time the insurance company wins, the policyholder loses and paint covers up all kinds of problems with respect to <laughs> poor construction for a long period of time. You know, it really does until all of a sudden five years, six years later, things that should last a lifetime start falling apart and now you have nowhere to go. Well, thank you again. That was great advice. Thank you again for joining us on our show today. It was quite educational. Again, if everybody, if anybody wants to contact his, uh, his the company, it's called MerlinLawGroup.com. So give him a call. So thank you, Chip, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you very much, and, and best to you. Best to you. Everybody, uh, may God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I look forward to seeing you at the Senior Health Expo on Saturday, March the 5th from 8.30 a.m. to 12 noon at Centerwell Senior Primary Care Center in Bossier City. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.